You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Derek this is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Pizza Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and I'm in a great mood because the New York Yankees have not played baseball for pretty much 48 hours. That's great. I feel great. It's almost like spring training was a drag. All these games were taking too long. The Yankees were losing momentum, and you were like, I hope nobody gets hurt. Really, I have not been happy since probably January when DJ LeMahieu signed and there was no baseball to get angry about. And for 48 hours, I've lived in that bliss. And the Boston Red Sox lost on Thursday. It actually happened. They can lose. So it's been a wonderful time. But the Yankees are back to harsh our buzz on Friday evening. They have announced a pitching plan for this game. It makes very little sense. We're going to dive into that. We've also seen a lot of success this week with a list. We wrote about three Yankees who will not be on this team by the all-star break. And I still feel pretty confident 36 hours later in the names that we mentioned. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a line and a five-star review uh, in your comment Uh Please subscribe on, on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you get your podcast. We would love to be in touch with you, especially as this season drones on. I've been saying this uh, recently. If you're a Red Sox fan, now it might be a pretty good time to subscribe to our podcast because you can hear outright schadenfreude and disaster. I know I head right to Red Sox podcast whenever the Yankees look great and the Sox look like they're tanking. This Red Sox roster is trying to tank and they're the only goddamn team in the American League that has started strong. So uh, make sure to find your way to us too if you want to hear uh, people complaining about disaster. Thomas Garinante, welcome to the podcast. Happy Friday. How has this Yankee detox been for you? 
Mm, it's been not great because we were in limbo about this pitching plan for Friday. And of course I can't get it out of my head uh, over the last two days. Cause what they said on Wednesday, they didn't know what, what they were going to do for Friday. The options were Davey, Michael King or a bullpen game. Uh, so you're sitting there. And then of course we hear that Davey pitched at the alternate site on Wednesday. So you're like, great. So it's Michael King or a bullpen game. And then they end up calling up Michael King and they're doing a bullpen game anyway. So uh, not uh, the, the day off from baseball actually didn't matter because once again, of course, I got MLB TV because I'm a high roller. I'm watching all the games and every game I flip to is exponentially more entertaining than any game the Yankees have played in this year. And it's not even close. So, uh uh, I don't know. I, I it's it's all just frustrating, and the way that they're going to start this series off against the Rays, you just know is wrong. But what are you going to do with Pizza Friday? We got to try to keep our hopes up a little bit, right? Yeah. Okay. Before we get too angry about the proceedings, I would like to let everyone know that this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans here that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining a miraculous health benefit. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. We've got keto going on in my household right now, so it's good to know there's an additional product that might help us out. For the last eight years, we've been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering, in conjunction with Earth Echo Foods, 15% off when you use code MINUTE. That's M-I-N-U-T-E, MINUTE, at earthechofoods.com slash minute media. That is earthechofoods.com slash minute media. If this feels like something you want to try, God, it just feels good to be a podcast host when you get to read an ad like that. It Doesn't it just feel natural? You're like, man, I, I actually, it. I made it. I made it in the business. <laughs> I, got, I got a script like that to go off of. It does feel good. Make sure to use our code MINUTE. For 15% off if that's something you want to try. Uh, speaking of 15% off, the Yankees have decided to shave 15% off their normal starters workload. Again, uh, they have chosen, like Thomas hinted, uh, in Friday's game to try to trick the Rays and outraise the Rays at their own game, which is something they have proven time and again that they can't do and no one can do. The Rays right now are struggling. They have only played well against the Miami Marlins in the first two games of the regular season, and then us in a three-game set at Tropicana Field. Will the Magic transfer over to Yankee Stadium this weekend? I don't know, but I do know that Jordan Montgomery and Garrett Cole are going on Saturday and Sunday. That feels like who you want in this scenario, almost by default, because Jameson Tyone and Corey Kluber are still three to four inning pitchers at this juncture, and Domingo Herman got demoted. But the Yankees had to make a choice on Friday. They had to improvise with their rotation a little bit, like you said, their options were find a way to start Davey Garcia, find a way to start Michael King, or just completely mishmash everything together into some nonsensical bullpen game where everybody gets an inning. And that's something we've seen only the Rays be able to master over the years. Chad Green's been the Yankees' only effective opener, and that was crazy when it happened, you know, successfully. Even when it worked, it was like, why did we do that? We removed our seventh inning guy and made him start. Chad Green ended up starting a, a you know, a make-or-break playoff game in Houston in 2019. 
Um, hated it then, hate it now. But the last time the Yankees tried to outsmart the Rays was game two of the division series when Davey Garcia gave up a solo home run, went exactly one inning, and then stupid Jay Happ came in and ruined an, an entire baseball series. He took a baseball series in which the Yankees had a 1-0 lead, only needed to win two of the next four games to advance to the ALCS, and instead did not do that, had a red-hot Giancarlo Stanton, and they decided the best weapon to counteract Tyler Glass now was you know one inning of a good starting pitcher and then their absolute least impactful starting pitcher afterwards. You could honestly have made a better case for starting half in that game than whatever they did. J-Hab came out in the aftermath and said, I hated doing that. I did not like it. Uh, and if you don't think player mood and player buy-in has to do with overall success in baseball, then I have a bridge to sell you. And you look no further than the Boston Red Sox whose main strategy this year in deciding to win is let's decide to win. We should, what if we won baseball games and now they go up and attack every at bat. Like they want to win a baseball game. Every pitcher comes in and strands runners because they want to take the baton from the starter who came the previous day. Literally Alex core just seems to be a motivational factor in that team playing better. The Yankees instead are shoving players into playoff games that go, I don't want to do what I'm about to do. And then spoiler alert, they end up losing it and pitching poorly Friday, April 16th. The Yankees, instead of starting Michael King, someone who threw six one-hit innings, uh, one hit or no hits, one hit, right? One hit, Against yeah. the, the Blue Jays before getting demoted for 60 pitches arms. or something, yeah. He was amazing. He was incredibly efficient. He has, his velocity is ticked up. He has earned the right to make his presence known in this rotation. He is the depth right now. Him and Garcia are the depth that we somewhat trust to take on these opportunities. Good news, he's going to pitch in this game. Bad news, the Yankees are messing around again and will be starting Nick Nelson, who we also like. But why is the plan automatically to go with two guys when they could just bring Nelson in to put out a potential fire that King starts? I would rather see King start this game. You would too. I know you would. Um, and Nelson has looked good this year and seems to be a weapon. All the scouts love him. The only team to have touched him up so far is the Rays. So here you go, Rays. You feast on him again as a starter for some reason. <laughs> Uh, just uh, full disclosure here. I supported the J hat pitching plan when it happened. So I just want to let everybody know. It did that change being... though? Did that change a little bit in retrospect when happy yeah. out and was like, I well, didn't yeah. want to do it. Yes. <laughs> when he bitched about it in the post game, I was like, okay, this guy is annoying as shit. And why would the Yankees do that? If he was clearly not into it, uh, because morale is a, a very high percentage of this game to go out there and be confident in your job and and feel valued by the team in terms of whatever role you're put into uh, has a lot to do with it. So afterward, no, I was very frustrated after learning that, but I did like the idea of potentially you know, th throwing the Rays off, which they did not do at all. Failure. Uh, I'm an idiot for liking that. But anyway, for today, <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't get it, but look, I, I do. I would rather King start, but at the same time, I don't know what the, what's the philosophy here. The philosophy here is that the starting rotation sucks. Nobody aside from Garrett Cole can get through half of the game. They can't even get through. They can't get past four innings. So what is that doing? That's taxing the bullpen. What's the bullpen doing? The bullpen's dominating aside from what Chad green, allowing the walk-off Homer on Wednesday to Bo Bichette and Nick Nelson's, and, well, obviously, Lucas Lutke had a couple of hiccups and then Nick Nelson's whatever against the Rays, which is, again, Kluber's doing loading the bases and then having to have this young guy put out the fire. So other than that, the bullpen's been spotless. We theoretically might want to give the bullpen a rest instead of doing that and just continuing on with the starting rotation and hoping, I guess, people could pitch deep into games. We're going with a bullpen game today. I don't understand. Is the plan to have Nelson go four innings and then King finish off the game? I really don't know. Can Nelson even go that far? I have no idea. 
Um, but I don't know how this strategy rests the bullpen at all. Um, and I don't know why you would kick off the series against a team who has repeatedly kicked your ass with a strategy that has a, 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 a zero success rate at this point. Like the Yankees tried the opener a couple of years ago. It was bad. It didn't work. Um, and this, and why, why are we giving the starting rotation a rest? The starting rotation doesn't need rest. The starting rotation needs more reps. They've gotten no innings under their belt. I understand the pitch counts have been a little bit high, but Tyone and Kluber have been taken out early in game. So like their pitch count didn't actually get as high as you would want to see it, assuming they could pitch a couple more innings, which they've been unable to do. So I don't understand the logic here. I feel like you're giving a unit a rest that doesn't need a rest and you're taxing a unit that continually is taxed. Um, and it's worrisome because the only thing you don't want to over it's, it's, it's uh, of course asinine because it's the Yankees. The Yankees are overworking their pitchers who cannot afford to be overworked. Like the, the relievers are probably the number one guys who can't be overworked at this point uh, to, to start off the year. Because look, starters get five, four or five days off. Like that's always the way it's going to be. If you want to skip a couple of starts and give them extra rest, that's fine. Bullpen guys don't get that luxury. It's like, okay, we have a close game. Great. You have to pitch today again. So that's what we're doing. And uh, we're giving position players all the What we do on Wednesday, we bench DJ LeMay, we bench Giancarlo Stanton, we bench Clint Frazier. And we have the day off on Thursday. And then the Friday game wasn't until nighttime. So even if you had played one of those three guys, on Wednesday afternoon, they still would have gotten 48 hours of rest before the next game. And then maybe you don't lose that game 5-4. It seems like Aaron Boone on top of, I don't know what this pitching plan is. You could talk about it a little uh, more when I'm done ranting here about the lineup. Boone is treating this lineup as if it's like mid-July and the offense is humming along. And it's like, hey, you know, we'll give three of our best hitters off. We'll throw in some of our bench weapons. We'll see what they can do. And uh, Jay Bruce is still not doing anything. You don't pinch it for him in the ninth. I don't know what the logic is there. Uh, you know the struggles and limitations you have with Rugnet Odor. I know the trades looked solid so far because he came through in a couple of moments, but that's not a guy you should be relying on in the early going to deliver hits for you. And Aaron Hicks, I hope the guy turns it around. I like Aaron Hicks a lot, but another 0 for 4 day. You can't just be sitting there like imagining somebody turning it around and removing three of the three of your promising hitters from the lineup. I know a lot of fans have given Giancarlo Stanton grief. I know um, Clint Frazier has not been aggressive with his bat. It hasn't entirely looked great. And DJ LeMay, who certainly is not himself, even though he's still close to hitting 300. But I don't know why you're treating this lineup as if it's firing on all cylinders and you can afford to rest three of your star players. Um, and then the inconsistencies with everything that's going on right now, culminates in today's pitching plan with Nick Nelson starting who he's not a starter anymore. He used to be a starter. Now he's a reliever. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. And I think it's, it's a disaster to start off the series against the Rays like this, because this is a team who's just going to take advantage of that. And they're going to find a way. Kevin cash is going to find a way to tax this bullpen on Friday, because that's just what this team does. They're going to, they're going to be annoying. They're going to be pesky. And it's not going to work out. I, I'm very confident this is not going to work out for the Yankees. I'll sit here and hope that they prove me wrong. But to go into a series against this team with a plan that is more of this team, the other team style is is just the wrong decision. That's simply put. Yeah, last time I got fooled, I was dumb. And the Yankees needed some wins and they were going to Tampa, a place they never win. And you said you'd be satisfied with one win. 
And I said, I, I think that's, I, we, we got it. But I was, I said, I think that's shooting low with Rich Hill's nine ERA on the mound and Chris Archer's nine ERA on the mound and Jordan Montgomery in the third game, two felt realistic. And then I watched the first two games where the Yankees just packed the bats, went home, didn't do anything, immediately got pounded by the opposition. A cold team, a team that came in losing an extra innings game at Fenway and two absolute blowouts. And none of the circumstances mattered. It was like everything was tilting in the Yankees' favor in that series for a two out of three or a sweep. And then, yeah, they were lucky to get one and only took it in extra innings in the third game of the series. So I'm not going to get fooled again. You're obviously right here. I don't understand messing around with the pitching plan in game one. The starters for games two and three make sense for the Yankees. I don't know why yes. Tyler Glasnow wasn't pitching tonight for the Rays. Apparently, it's like I think it's Waka. They don't need him to face us. No, it doesn't matter. They, yeah, they, they, know, Save they know it doesn't matter. They, they have one starter and he does not need to pitch in this series to, to hurt us, but he will. Um, and, but yeah, the Rangers punked the Rays. The Rays are now five and eight and it doesn't matter one iota. I have the same opinion of the Rays I had today at the end of the last series with the Rays. Somebody's going to homer in the first inning. Nick Nelson gives up an extra base hit to all the first batters he faces. It's his only weakness so far this season. It's the reason the bases got cleared in that Rays game. It's the reason the Yankees lost opening day. Um, so somebody in the first inning is going yardy. And then do we pull him in the second like Davey Garcia? Do we panic? What do we do? Do we put Brett Gardner in a pitcher? Because that's what we do now when somebody struggles. We put Brett Gardner in as a Band-Aid. Um, we're going to take a quick break when we come back for screaming. Obviously, stick around. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know. There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know. A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. Yeah, I wonder if we see Clint Frazier tonight. Who knows? Uh, f- five for 12 to start off the year and then three bad games and now Brett Gardner's the starting left fielder. Sounds like a starting left fielder to me. Cool. Um, yeah, more getting back to... Um, I remember when I was... hat. Remember when I was happy 15 minutes ago? I was like, no Yankees. This has been great. And then we brought up all these bullshit. We brought up the Yankees. Yeah, this team is terrible. Um, once this is still, I presume this is a punishment hosting this podcast for something I don't remember I did. Like, I assume in June, I'm going to go in for like a quarterly and they're going to be like, remember your severe HR violation? They'll be like, no, not really. And they're like, well, that's why you have to host a Yankees podcast. This team's terrible. Um, anywho, yeah, you mentioned Jay Bruce not getting pitch hit for in the ninth on Wednesday. Let's back up to Wednesday a little bit. Jay Bruce didn't get pitch hit for in the ninth. Didn't get pinch hit for in the sixth inning of a one-run one run game with first and second and one out and promptly lined into a double play. New double play just dropped. Jay Bruce inventing a new way to hit into a double play. His overall game, over for 4, two strikeouts, two double plays. That has to be the worst Yankee game in recent history for a singular player didn't get pinch hit for with first and second and one out didn't get pinch hit for in the ninth plays first base where dj LeMahieu has played repeatedly did aaron boone not want dj LeMahieu to grind into another double play and embarrass himself i don't know but you had frazier and you had bruce and you never used them and then boba just flipped baseballs into the opposite field and walked you off quite simply uh extreme simplicity from Bobachet, uh, even half of that Blue Jays lineup missing George Springer and missing all those pitchers. It's a better team than what the Yankees are putting on the field right now. 
Uh, but yeah, Aaron Boone giving his entire, all of his starters a nice siesta in that last game of the series. Uh, yeah, apparently content to sit at five and six on the season. We love treading water in the Bronx. Um, a lot of fans also, now is the time of, of year, Friday, April 16th, when I get angry at the young fans who have never really known sustained World Series success and so see no issue with struggling out of the gate and rebounding to win 96 games and then going to the playoffs and then losing again. I don't understand it. Gary Sanchez was worth 2.8 war this year. How is it possibly an unsuccessful season? You're a joke if you think you can upgrade on Glaber Torres' 108 WRC+. No, I'm not a joke because I know that, you know, going through struggles in April and then rebounding in the summer and then losing in the playoffs thanks to all the deficiencies you displayed in April is not supposed to be the fucking goal. It's not the goal. And that's what we're watching right now. And people, people there, it's weird. The division among fans, it's, it's either people are pissed because we're watching everything unfold that we're terrified about. And, and look, this is not just April. This is a theme dating back to like 2019. Whenever they lose games, it's because of all of these things yes. repeating. So it's not like we're looking at a 12-game sample size and saying like, oh, you know what? This team just sucks. It's not working out, this and that. This is a 12. This is this 12 game sample size is a microcosm of what's happened over the course of the last two and a half years uh, uh, or something like that. Um, so and then you have the other people who are flipping out because this is happening. Um and so, yeah, that no, that's what I said. You have the people flipping out this happening and then you have the people who aren't worrying because it's just April. So a very odd mix. And, you know, what's even funnier. You want to talk about a funny, odd mix is Jay Bruce is so bad right now and it's objectively clear. And now people are calling back for Mike Ford, who whose head was was on a spike last year. So <laughs> it's like nobody can make up their minds. This is how polarizing the Yankees are and the Yankees have always been. Um but yeah, that's there. There's no way if if you're a fan who has watched this team fairly religiously, uh, you know, not like us who treat the 162 games, like I said before, like a 16 game NFL season. But, you know, you watch the Yankees a couple times a week. If you watch the Yankees three times a week, you know, you know, that these are problems that really are repetitive and it's a theme. Uh, and it's a bad sign for what's to come when the games truly matter and when people need to step up. And what did I say this week? Uh, and I wrote an article about it yesterday. And I think that the loss of Luke Voigt to start the season is is more detrimental than anybody could have ever imagined, because you look at this roster and you look at the personalities and you look at the manager and you look at the general manager and there's no one really there to kind of motivate there's no one there lighting a fire under anybody's ass there's nobody saying the the things that need to be said in front of the media and that guy's kind of luke void i obviously think that uh luke you know luke void is not cc sabathia-esque where he's holding people accountable or he's talk endlessly talking shit to the other team but luke void brings the aaron judge said at the end of spring training that they're going to miss luke void because he's outspoken and he motivates people and he holds people accountable. Like this was said by the presumed captain of the New York Yankees. And there are no Garrett Cole is probably the closest guy to Luke Voigt in terms of that, uh, you know, the, the 
the ability to be vocal. And oh, you mean to, you mean uh, our pitching coach Garrett Cole? Yeah, <laughs> pitching coach Garrett Cole. But Garrett Cole, like Garrett Cole, to me is not an intimidating force. But I am very, I am very comfortable when I see him go up to the catchers in the dugout or the pitchers in the dugout to talk to them because you know he's providing some sort of mentorship. It might not be destroying a water cooler, it might not be shattering a bat over his knee, but he's bringing some sort of energy where. There's constructive criticism. There is letting somebody know they did something wrong. And here's how we're going to fix it. Everybody else, they strike out. They make an error. They walk back to the dugout, head down. They, uh, the body language is all off. There's Aaron Boone is Aaron Boone and Aaron judge are just diplomats at this point. Every answer to the media is, Oh, you know, we missed opportunities. We got to play better. This is this, that's that. It's like, yes, dude, I know, I know you have to play better. Why don't you just say that your team sucks right now? Why don't you say this is an unacceptable performance from a group of guys who want to be world series contenders. And we have to turn this around. That would be some, I, I'm not saying Luke Voigt would say that, but he was the one who kind of came out and said something during last year's losing streak after that awful game in Toronto. And that turned things around for the Yankees to rebound and get to 33 and 27, which is a hilarious record. Anyway, they probably shouldn't have made the playoffs. If he, if he doesn't say anything, we do, honestly don't know if they make the playoffs because they were so bad at that point, but it's, they have all these star players they have all these guys who are veterans and nobody is really, you can see it because you see the camera cut to the dugout. You see what people are doing on the field. You see people walk out of the batter's box or, you know, come back in from playing defense and the body language just isn't there. And you can tell that in the postgame interviews too, that nobody it's, it's like, Oh yeah, we're going through the motions. Like it's going to turn around. Don't worry. It's like, yeah, it probably will. But like, Let's get the energy up a little bit so we can be more prepared for when there's this slump down the stretch heading into the postseason and you need to flip a switch. And there's no option when October comes. You need to flip the switch in October. So the intangibles that Luke Voigt brings are are sorely missed by this team because if he's in, obviously if he's in this lineup, the lineup's performing way better because he's more, he's he's more than just a piece. He's he's also a, a, a key member. Um, but you got to You simply have to have a guy that's cheering on people enthusiastically. That's, you know, throwing something in the dugout when he doesn't deliver for his teammates, something, some sort of emotion. And the Yankees are devoid of that right now. And they just think that, oh yeah, we're, we're talented. So it will turn around. Don't you worry. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit worried and I think other people have the right to be as well. Yeah, let me do Aaron Boone's job for him right now. It's actually easy. Aaron, everything looks to be going wrong right now. Five and seven, not the records you want to come out of the gate with. You're in a slump. What do you have to say about what this team needs to do to turn around? Look, what do we start in 2019? Six and nine, right? It happens. Slow starts happen. But every single person in this locker room has more that they can show, right? We didn't go from six and nine to 103 wins by accepting the status quo. We went from six and nine to 103 wins by having every single backup step up repeatedly throughout that season. Everybody on the back burner took the mantle of a starter over and over again. And by the time the playoffs came, one more injury was too much to bear. And we lost Giancarlo Stanton and we lost our bearings a little bit. But that May, June, July, everybody fought from the bottom of the roster to the top. So right now, with the effort level I'm seeing, this team is not going to turn itself around. But everyone in the locker room is capable of doing that if they lock in and remember where they came from. 
saying things are going to normalize isn't enough. Motivating our guys to normalize themselves will get the job done. And feel that breath on your back because there are people coming who want to be the ones to lead the Yankees to their 28th World Series championship. And if you don't want to be those people, we'll find other people to come in and take your place because they're here in the organization right now. There, was that was that so hard? I just got I, chills. I, as well as everyone I, I, as a Yankee fan and everyone in the in the Yankees world knows that this is a better team than a five and seven team. And, and I don't think any of us who are worried about the roster are like, I bet this team does the exact same thing for the next 150 games. And, uh, they shouldn't. They probably won't. But in order to get there, they don't need to be told that everything will be just fine. And that hitting is hard, which we fixated on on Wednesday. And again, on like, in what world is that a motivational quote? And in what world is saying we need to do better in all areas a motivational quote? Just just get it. Go deep one time and also bring up there is a recent iteration of this roster in 2019 that just did exactly what we're talking. If the Yankees lose this series to the Rays, they will have the same roster the 2019 Yankees did through the 15 game mark. And that team lost player after player after player. They lost and Duhar in the first week. Troy Tulowitzki, who like obviously not a big part of that roster, but he's gone. Um, and then Judge started and then Stanton. And then, you know, it all cascaded. And they were somehow, that was an incredible managing job by Boone. Um, yeah. And whatever he said in the locker room that year worked. And I just want to see a sliver of that conveyed to the general public at this point. Meanwhile, in Boston, you have Alex Cora, basically treating every victory like a redemption song, the song of freedom after getting out of jail for a thing he did. He's acting like every victory is this momentous occasion after opening day. He did what I I'm, I stole my bit from Alex Cora a little bit. He lost opening day and he said, remember what happened the last time we lost opening day, 108 wins record season, all that. They, they got swept by the Orioles at home to start the season. And they bounced back to nine and four. You got the best motivator in baseball. Say what you will about Alex Cora, and I have, and I will continue to. Um, I can't believe he was allowed to walk back to the same job. Even A.J. Hinch had to go somewhere else, and A.J. Hinch wasn't even the mastermind behind the scheme. That was Alex Cora. Carlos Beltran, too, doesn't have a job again, but Alex Cora, the Red Sox, have decided, the Red Sox made the calculation and decided no one would notice or care, and no one's noticed or cared. So he's back now, and that's crazy. But he's been given a second chance, and he's brought the same energy to his second chance. Aaron Boone seems to have forgotten everything he did the first time he had a great managerial season. Uh, and so it is annoying to watch the contrast, and it's especially annoying knowing that you know it's within Boone to get the job done at, under more dire circumstances, and we haven't seen it yet. Now, very quickly before we wrap up, the three players I'm pretty confident will not be on this team in a couple in a couple months, a couple weeks, let alone a couple months. Honestly, uh, Jay Bruce's time is up very soon. Whether yep. it's for Mike Ford, uh, which I don't know, I don't think so, mm-hmm. or for Luke Voigt, I don't think we're going to be seeing Jay Bruce past the June 1st mark, if not sooner. Albert Abreu was on my list, already got sent down. Uh, we didn't even know he had, I think that's his last option, right? If he gets called back up, he can never get sent down again, presumably. Um, so spoiler alert, I, I don't think the Yankees want to mess with that roster spot. I think they're going to try to maximize it and trade him for some sort of asset, whether it just be cash. I mean, they traded Adam Warren for cash. But Adam Warren somewhere, by the way, where's he? He's I supposedly no on the team. Yeah, um, no, he's at the, yeah, he's at the, uh, I think he's at the alternate site. They dropped the, they yeah. dropped the, the alternate site, uh, roster. Someone, someone dropped it the other day. Yeah. Estevan Florial rocked a two straight games with a dinger for him yesterday. Yeah. He's only 23, by the way, 23 he year is, old, yeah. uh, 
starting to figure it out. Uh, but I, I do think Abreu gets maximized instead. He's only got one more shuttle opportunity, and they used this one up in like three days. Which was that really the plan? Like I don't mm. know. But I, I don't think they're going to use him very much, uh, and he's never really panned out. Uh, and then the third one, uh, Lucas Lickie, unfortunately, great story, but in a similar vein. Um, he needed to get up and prove that he absolutely can do the job better than a fungible reliever at this point, considering he doesn't really, he doesn't have an option. You can't send him down, bring him back up. That last guy in the bullpen has to perform at league average ish level and be able to be shuttled back and forth. He can't be shuttled back and forth. So if he's going to, you know, the strikeout numbers are there, the earned run numbers are not there. And if he's going to be the last guy in and a mop-up option, then he doesn't really have a role on this team. And I'm glad he was able to make his way back to the Bronx before this happened. And he's, you know, two and a half weeks or so, nothing to sneeze at. He's not leaving yet. He's not in danger at this point. But unfortunately, he does feel like the next guy to get the axe when the Yankees need to make a pitching maneuver. Um, best of luck to him in the future. Maybe he clears and goes back to the alternate site or Triple A Scranton. And that's great. Be more than happy to have him. But I do feel like his head is somewhat on the chopping block. Yeah, I would agree. When Britton comes back, that's probably it, especially because we've seen some solid innings from Justin Wilson. Uh, but quickly on the alternate site roster, Adam Warren officially there. Don't forget, guys, we have Brooks Krisky there who spent some time with the roster last year. So that could be another relief option. Um, and Addison Russ, a uh, guy that we like, the guy that we think was, you know, had a shot at potentially maybe cracking the roster because of his uh, his arsenal of stuff. He's there as well. So uh, there are reinforcements there. Um, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. All these guys probably will be gone. Abreu, I don't know what the deal is with Abreu because don't, isn't it isn't the option that wasn't the option after spring training? Did that count as an option or the option doesn't count until once you bring them back up and put them back down? I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think this was his final option. So okay. if they call so him up sense. and send him yeah. down again, they have yeah, to let he's him go. gone. So, yeah, I think that's he's he's never panned out. That was the Brian McCann trade. They liked him as a, I think he was a starter initially and he threw triple digits still hasn't really honed his control. Uh, I know he's looked okay in a couple of his performances, but it was mostly garbage mop up time. Um, and the Yankees obviously don't care because he already got sent down. So couldn't agree more with those picks. Um, and oh, Nick Goody is also on the raw on the alternate site roster. So yeah, there's that's some, gonna be a no for me. <laughs> yeah, It's probably a no, but that guy's got major league experience. You know, we have a couple of guys in there right now that don't really have a lot of major league experience. So uh, there, there are reinforcements. Do I want these guys in the bullpen, uh, for long stretches of time? No, but if somebody hits the IL, there are people there and then I I'm excited to see Russ. So maybe if there, if someone needs a rest and hits the IL for, you know, a sore back, he comes up, we get a couple innings from him who knows. Um, but, uh, I will bid an early, uh, farewell to all of the guys that you just listed because spot on. Except for Jay Bruce. I, I want to see uh, I, I want to see Addison Russ a lot, too. And I, I think I just saw he like made the USA team's preliminary roster. That's nice. all. This, this guy seems good. That is um, cool. And he's been good in, in spring competition. W would enjoy seeing more of him. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I've been Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Drop us those five-star reviews along with a mailbag question. Hopefully, we've got happier stuff to talk about because uh, that's what you guys want to hear, right? You'd like the Yankees to perform well against the Rays. I'll just reiterate, five and seven is not a death sentence, but we need to see more from leadership, management, and all facets of the roster. So uh, just saying it's not over yet, but we're, we got to get in gear. Uh, Thomas Carinante, where can they find you? 
I'm at Tommy's underscore takes. Couldn't agree more. Don't really care about the record at this point. I care about the effort and the production and it's miles below everything else I'm watching across major league baseball, but uh, enjoy your pizza Friday, everybody. Uh, hopefully the bullpen game doesn't ruin it for you. We don't want that. Uh, have yourselves a good weekend and while you're sitting at the computer, hanging out, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got all the content there for you and talk to us on Twitter at the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. We'll be here all weekend watching this hopefully non crappy series versus the Rays. And until then, we'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs> See you Monday, everybody. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.